to Babs Buzz. Yeah, we broke the dozen mark, I think. I think this might even be show 14. Hey, I survived and yet another pitch fest. I went to Ink Tips Pitch Fest down in Southern California in Burbank. I stayed at the Marriott. I had a really nice room. It was really great. Um, one of the things about pitch fest that is exciting and, and always fresh and new is that there always seems to be new bodies there and new people that want to get their scripts out there, which is exciting. And then new people who want to hear about talent that's trying to get out there and sort of bust a move, whether it's in the low, middle, or higher budgeted brackets. And then I saw a lot of people I knew. I couldn't believe it. It was very exciting, some familiar faces. So first I'll start with somebody you all know, an alumnus from Simply Scripts Radio. Brett Martin. I got to meet him face to face. What a delightful man. We had a lot of a lot of fun together. He's a very nice guy, very bright guy, very energetic, very earnest, very much what you see is what you get with him. We were talking about a script that I want him to beat out. He has a terrific idea for a story. It's going to be a hard write for him. But I told him I would I would hold his hand every step of the way, to, you know, time permitting. And so you guys need to shoot him an email and nag him about that. He'll know what I'm talking about if he listens to the show. When I first got there on Friday morning, uh, I took a 6 a.m. flight and I got there at 7.30 in my sneakers and then threw on my high heels and I was ready to teach by 9 o'clock. My class was know your story, know your pitch. Now, this, what I'm going to tell you guys about pitching is going to apply both when you pitch at a, at a pitch fest like these folks did, or when you do it on an email or on a piece of paper. If you know your story, then you know your pitch. You really don't have to sell anything because Pitch Fest is not a place that you really sell scripts. Although it does happen, lightning can strike, you know. But in the end, one of the things you want to do is generate real excitement about your story. Well, how do you do that? It's coffee talk. You sit down. You say, how are you doing? Are you, are you having a good time at the Pitch Fest? Have you heard anything you liked? Well, let me tell you why I wrote this story. I happened to see The Matrix one day. I was in matinee. I didn't know it was as, as going to be as popular as it was. I went to see it in a matinee, and I got an idea about X. What if X? So I started beating it around a little bit, did a beat sheet, did a quick treatment, and then my protagonist all of a sudden started talking to me. That's really what Pitch Fest is. It's sitting down and having a nice ca casual conversation, but why people freeze is understandable. The first time I pitched, I froze. I couldn't believe it. I knew my story inside and out. I was uh, actually representing uh, one client at the time, and I knew the script inside and out. I knew the book inside and out. I wrote the damn book, but I, for some reason, I just, I, I didn't, I was not on my game. It happens. Forget it. Just go on to the next one, you know, and you can always go back and say, hey, can I have another shot at that? And most people will say yes. So the fish, the actual um, pitch fest that I did was very exciting. I taught a class for two hours. And when, when I teach, I, I talk very fast. I talk actually a lot faster than when I do on the show. I try to get a lot of information in on the show because we try to keep it under 30 minutes. But I, I really talk fast, and I tell people, don't bother to write this down. Shoot me an email because now you have access to me. If you have a question, just ask me later. I'm what, I want to get material down because it's important that you know X. And I was surprised, really surprised as to how little these people knew. Now, you have to remember, I, there's over 100 people in the class. I had standing room only. At one point, I actually had Brett do one or two little um, uh, pony tricks for me to, to show the kids how it's done. And he was very helpful. And we did it on the fly, which was very cool. And he was a great sport about it. And I'm very grateful that he was able to do that. My sister came in 
probably towards the last half hour. She had she was much busier this year than last year, but she also got to pitch, which is great. So she got to pitch the agency, which her was her main thrust, and then she got to pitch her material, which was her B thrust, and then she got to help me, which is always her C thrust. She's a friend. She's a client who became a friend, and now I adore her. Her name is Tanya. You guys have probably met her either online or at one of the events. She's very popular because she gets it done. She hustles. She's really a good writer, too. She's get, really getting her bones. She's getting her voice down on the page, getting quite good at it. Um, what I told the class and what I'll tell you is that it is imperative that you do the protocol until you're sold and people think you're charming. You have to do the cover the way they want it. You have to do the, the title page the way they want it. You have to do two brads the way they want it. You, don't bring props to Pitch Fest. This guy brought in this five-pound leaden, beautiful but obnoxious paperweight. And he went up to me. He goes, look. And that is so off-putting and so annoying that I, I almost – now, I don't have a poker face. So it was bad enough that I turn around and have this thing in my face. Then he handed it to me, and it weighed a friggin' ton, which really annoyed me. And I said to him, don't do this. What is your story about? He said, well, it's about a guy with a submarine. And I said, that's what you talk about. You talk about the, you bring your story right down to the ground. No props, no iPad, no iPhone, no texting, no dance, no noise. Just give me the meat. If I want potatoes and salad, I'll let you know. So when you pitch these things, you do the same thing on the page. Dear so-and-so, genre, horror, pages, 90, coverage, consider with revisions. I've done the revisions based on the coverage I got here. Here's what my story's about. Paragraph one. Paragraph two. I've gotten such and such awards. Da, 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 da. Paragraph three. I would love to send you this. I have a couple of others. Can I start a conversation with you? May I send the script? Done. One page. Self-addressed stamped envelope if you want an answer. If you don't, you better make sure that your contact information is on there because, of course, we have to find you. Because you'd be surprised. Sometimes people don't do that. All right, so Pitch Fest was great. Ink tip I give them last year. I, don't, I think I gave them four to five stars this year. I'm going to give them a four out of five. They got it really close, really, really close. Gerald's, Gerald's amazing. Jared is my movie marine, as I told you. Jared seems to be somehow, I don't know how he does this, but he seems to be like four places at once. And I got to meet the guy who stole the raisins. You guys may remember this actor, Larry. I can't remember his last name. I apologize, Larry. Larry Hankin, is it? Anyway, Larry's a doll. It's really, 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 really tall. And I'm really, 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 really tiny. And uh, Gatto introduced me to Larry, and I go, you stole the raisins. He was the guy who played Kramer in the pilot episode with the butler. He's the guy who stole the raisins. Really nice man. Really funny. Very, very sweet. We're going to we did a we did a couple of things with a with a handshake, so hopefully something will happen. Um, and I really hope that the people that went to this thing t take heed my advice. Uh, not everyone should teach. Um, I praise God. I'm one of those kids that I can do it. I, I am really I know my core competencies. And one of them is instructing and coaching writers to that end. I'm going to talk to you about a couple of books before I forget um, the, the title on this one. I've mentioned it before, but I really want you to get it and read it and live it. Um, Elora. Her name is spelled E-L-A-U-R-A. -E Elora Niles. I've actually spoken. She's a very nice girl. And I think her email is in the back, so you can email her and tell her I'm selling her book for her, and she owes me coffee. Some writers deserve to starve. 31 brutal truths about the publishing industry. Now, the truth is she mentions things about screenwriting, too. This is perfect for the screenwriter. You need to read this. Oh, my gosh. This book is absolutely hilarious. You know, the, the, uh, the Writer's Way, that book, The Writer's Way, is the nurture and sort of mommy of the instruction books on how to live in a very artistic um, ether. This 
is an alleyway in downtown Brooklyn. I mean, it is really the equivalent of cement and cobblestone and a foggy street and a guy following you, and it's really intense. She does a fantastic, concise, hilarious job. I urge you to get this book. First of all, you won't feel so alone. Second of all, you'll get incredible tips from this chick. I mean, she, whoever edited this book for her did a fantastic job. And let me tell you, on the back it says, only for the bravest of writers. It's the truth. Because a couple of these smacked me right in the head. Um, I am considered, by the way, in the book, I, I'll see if I can find the page for you. I, you have to see the fake. She does fake pitches in here, man. It's hysterical. you got to see this. She does. Right way, wrong way. Read the wrong way. Hysterically funny. I might even read one uh, to you. The agencies are as follows. Luxury liners, not me. Private yachts, not me. The Dorries. I'm a Dory. Um, uh, uh, we are, you. We are. she put this so succinctly, I just have to quote her. These utility boats, meaning the agencies, are sturdy long-term vessels. Boutique agencies and new writers can be a terrific match. It's always true. And you know what's funny? One of my nicknames in the office is Dory. You know that, that, that weird fish that Ella DeGeneres did the voice for they always call me dory because i'm such a spaz okay so she's got some quotes in here she's got right way wrong way and um this is kind of cute this is one of the wrong pitches subject you'll regret deleting this email hi my name is evan arlen vandaloo the third my grandfather was a dairy farmer my father is a dairy farmer now i'm carrying on the tradition and i'm a dairy farmer too my book is about the gulags of siberia even though I have never traveled further east than Thornburg, Idaho, I've spent many hours in the library researching Siberia's penal system. If you become my agent, I know I will make you lots of money. Signed, Evan. P.S. I'm a vegan and I hate cows. Okay, that, I swear to you, this is not, I'm not fibbing here, kids, when I tell you this. I've actually read pitches like this. Please don't do that. And she gives you some beautiful, um, creative and inspiring correct pitches on how to do it just don't do not hesitate to pick up this book get it on your nook for a buck or something it's really fantastic it's worth the time um, I want to talk a little bit about theme and alter egos and uh, writing on spec and uh, one more book I want to mention hello he lied you got to get it got to get it got to get it because you got to know what producers do 500 ways to beat the Hollywood script reader by Jennifer Lurch huge how to sell your screenplay by uh, Lydia Weiland, I think you guys have, I mentioned this before, bears repeating, Joan Weiland, and uh, Linda Palmer's book, Write It, Sell It. I actually quote her now in my outgoing emails. She did a she did a cool thing. She gave me something that I'm going to give her props for in my outgoing emails. It says, the trick to winning is staying in the game until it's your turn to win. That's a huge bit of advice because this month, I had a great month. I sold two films in one month. I am beyond humbled. I can't even tell you. God is smiling on me. I'm uh, All I'm really doing is I'm showing up. That's what I'm doing. I'm showing up and I'm putting my heart in it. I'm really putting my heart into it. I've taken a lot of knocks in the last year in this business, and 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 I expect to take a lot more, but I can take it. And I've said to you in the past, and I'm so glad I remembered to tell you this, I have said to you in the past that I am fearless. That's really not true. I have courage, which trumps my fear. And so to many people, I appear fearless. But I get scared in this business all the time. I did a phone pitch not two days ago and I was I was stammering a little bit I was stuttering this was a high-level executive I mean this guy could have greenlit me in a heartbeat and I had some challenges it happens don't worry about it with just people 
but truly, uh, I, when I say I'm fearless, what I kind of really mean to tell you is that I have courage and I muster my courage and I screw up and I pick myself up, dust myself off, I polish my heels, I fix my lipstick, I fix my eyeliner, I tease my hair and I look friggin' great. I do it all over again. It's not complicated. Now, you may not be as pretty as me doing it, but that doesn't matter. The truth of the matter is, story matters. If you know you it Now, did I know my story when I studied with this guy? Of course I did. But I made a mistake. I let this guy get in my head. Bad idea. So you have to kind of, you know, I mean, you take the good with the bad. Anyway, I had a good month. It was a really good month. I'm really pleased. It's very humbling. My clients are ecstatic. Um, we have some serious traction at three major studios for two pictures. It's really huge. It's all noise. It's all fluff. However, as you know, as an agent, I deal with um, dream currency. That's my that's my job. I deal with that. Okay, so let's talk about theme and alter ego. I would like you to study. Please, please, please study Kill Bill. One and two. Everything you ever need to know about screenwriting is in both of those films. First of all, they beat out perfectly. Yes, they do. A la Blake Snyder. Yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. Did I mention that they do? Yes, they do. They beat out perfectly every single one of them. That's two of them. There's one in production right now, I believe. I love this. I love Kill Bill. First of all, I love Thurman. She's, she can do no wrong. But I am in love with Tarantino. He's got this thing for feet, which I really like, the way he shoots feet. But what I want you to notice about Kill Bill is this. He exposes the viewer to his own, meaning Tarantino's, to his own brain very quickly and almost in every frame, not just by the way he lays up the shot, but by the way he has his actors speak to each other. You'll remember in Kill Bill 2 that there's a scene where David Carradine says to Uma Thurman, you know, everybody's got an ego. Who's your, what's your alter ego? You know, well, Batman, Superman. And we think of the Batman, Bruce Wayne thing, and we think of the Superman, um, Clark Kent thing. But what I found interesting about this interchange, it's very subtle. You have to pay attention to it because it's huge. Writers, if you're not listening to me, you got to listen to this. If you're listening, say yes. This is huge. Superman wasn't Clark Kent. Clark Kent wasn't Superman. Superman was Superman. He became Clark Kent out of necessity. Clark Kent was Superman's alter ego. Not Clark Kent's alter ego was Superman. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. The other way around, right? So. What is at the core of the character? I have a character called Blake Durgan. He's the star of a script called Legacy. This is sort of a domestic Indiana Jones kind of piece. He, he has a team. They're kind of like a, a leverage kind of cast, you know, very, uh, very funny, very, you know, sarcastic to each other. One guy's a Jew. The other guy's um, an Arab. They're constantly dicking with each other about, you know, their heritage. It's how they show the love. And then we have a medium in the mix. Her name is Margo, and she, she's kind of psychic, and she, she can touch things, and she can go into a room, and she knows what's happened in it and all that kind of stuff. Blake Durgan is a cognitive therapist. This is a guy who does cognitive therapy day in, day out. But that is not who he is. He is. What his core is, is the guy is an is one of those guys that just has to hunt for treasure. He's 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 in his he's in his element when he's in his office. That's fine. But that's his alter ego. His real persona is this hunter Blake Durgan. Now why do I say this? 
You're not going to know how your characters talk if you don't know who they are, which is why I'm huge about with my, with my students. I tell them, look, I teach them, you have to have a dossier. Uh, they're, they're all over the Internet. You can find them for free. You have to have a dossier. I hope we're doing okay with time. We have, you have to have a dossier for your clients, I mean for your, your characters, but you're not going to really know what their favorite foods are. I've mentioned this before, favorite food, favorite color, da-da-da-da. But the way a cognitive therapist talks is different than the way a treasure hunter talks. A treasure hunter talks very much on the ground, especially a wealthy one, in your face, wanting to get at the truth, no matter what the cost. A cognitive therapist is much more gentle. He has a deft hand when he's dealing with his, his patients. And that is how you add this wonderful nugget of intrigue to the characters. It really... It, Guys, it makes all the difference. If you don't know what your character... Now, does every character have to be a Bruce Wayne Batman? No. But I can tell you from experience, I have an alter ego. What you're hearing, what you see, who you hear every month on the radio is who I am. My alter ego is professional and meticulous paperwork and and he has to cross the D's and making sure the coffee is right and making sure the boss has his files, making sure he has all the, the Hollywood news buzz and dee, 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 dee. But when you stick me in a classroom with students or professionals or people I got to pitch, I'm on. Who am I? I'm an entertainer. That's what I do. So I'm either a rock singer or I'm pitching movie scripts or I'm talking about talented people that I know. Who am I at my core? I am an entertainer. So that has morphed into the sort of agent kind of persona. But I speak differently in different venues. Well, of course, your characters are going to do the same thing. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I can tell immediately if you're not listening to your character on the page. Because I, I, my editing pen will come out. I will whip it right out. So make sure that you, as you listen to your characters, you you understand what their alter ego is don't please resist the urge to to be sitcom writers i i cite raymond because raymond is one of the best characters drawn he is who he is the guy's a sports writer he's adult he's just he's really just a jock who is so enamored with sports that he writes about it and he's very good at it. he's a wonderful family okay that is excellent for television that is not easy to write i'm not saying it's easy to write no way no how they have to know his voice when you get right down to it, he kind of doesn't have an alter ego. He, he, you may say he does have an alter ego slightly when he becomes daddy, but even that would be a stretch. In film, it's very, very different. Why? Because in television, it's from the waist up. It's shot from the waist up. In theater, it's from the feet up to the head, right? It's the whole body. Ah, I'm on the stage. Here I am. My arms are out. My legs are out. I'm doing tap, heel, toe, heel, toe, right? With film, it's eyes and it is face. I can watch Kate Winslet. I, I didn't like Revolutionary Road. Very depressing. But I can watch Kate Winslet in a scene say more with the flick of an ash and the left-right, left-right gaze of her eyes and know more about what's churning underneath in a matter of seconds than I can in several pages of narrative. I'm trying to expose you to the, to the subtlety of what actors must do to get the job done. I give you Larry Moss, his book, Intent to Live. You need to read this if you're going to be a screenwriter because he tells you what he has to do to get the job done on set. Okay? 
it's a very dry book. I will admit that it's not one of it, you're not going to be engrossed, but expose yourself to it a little bit. You know, maybe buy it with a friend, ship in, and you know, pass it around. Larry Moss is, is not he's not he's he'll be the first to tell you he's not a Hemingway, but he gives very practical advice to actors. Well, for people like us who write and read, and I edit all day. I'm not a screenwriter. I wish I was, but I, I'm a good editor, and I can see and hear what he's talking about when he talks about bringing people back to places where they can be emotional, where they can call upon certain emotions to do certain things on camera. Um, method acting, I think it's called, but Strasberg did it. Anyway, I, I don't want to get too far off point. What I'm trying to tell you is that when I read this script Legacy, the challenge with the characters was as follows. Many of the characters voiced the tone of the character. The writer was a little bit tone deaf. He didn't, it didn't register for him that he, ha he could not be all Blake Durgan Pirate Hunter all the time. There were times where he had to be gentle and kind, especially since his ex, Margot, is this psychic chick that's on this trip. He, she, he didn't really want her to go. And he's sort of kicking, you know, he, he's letting her go kicking and screaming because his father loves her and thinks she's got talent and all this other stuff. But in the end, Blake's like, okay, you, Dad, you want her to go, I'll back your play, but this is, not, this is a mistake. She's running on empty. She doesn't sleep. I'm a cognitive therapist. I know what I'm talking about. So he, what happens now is he kind of switches gears a little. And you get these wonderful nuances that actors love. This is what they love when they see it. This is when their manager has very little to do except say, read this and tell me what your price is. Because in the end, it's, it's going to be the actor's tush. You know, Revolutionary Road didn't make any money. But I'll tell you straight up, it was really beautifully acted. Very hard to watch. Very, oh, wow. Holy cow. I mean... I, I, I don't ever want to see that film again. Um, so the alter ego of the character is critical, and every character, your principles will have to have it, which speaks to um, uh, Hello, He Lied. The book Hello, He Lied is really well written. I apologize. I can't remember the, uh, the author's name at the moment, but I know Michael. He's just the best producer like ever. He'll find the name, and he'll put it up on, this, on the, on the uh, link for you. You know, she tells you about all of these, the, the, the challenges of getting the scheduling with the actors and, and doing all this stuff. You talk about alter egos on the page, you hit alter egos with, with theater people and actors and actresses. You have to factor that into what's going on on set. So in the end, while you're sitting there looking at your page, I didn't know that this even was a, a technical ability of, of movie magic, but I found this out. And some of you guys, I could just scream because I can't believe you don't utilize it. You know, many people say to me, oh, Barbara, I love your idea for a table read. It's so fabulous. But, you know, who can coordinate that thing? I mean, everybody's working. People have kids and this, that, and the other thing. Well, you know what? Movie magic talks. Oh, and I'll do you one better. It not only talks, you can make it do certain things. It's like, it's so cool. So don't tell me you can't hear what's going on so you can find out if your alter ego is alter egoing or not. That's, that's, you should be doing that. You should be, you. I mean, I know it takes up time to set it up. And I can tell you from experience, I couldn't do it. But you guys, this is what you do. I'm not a writer, but you guys are. So please make it your business to learn how to do this. If you're, if your final draft or movie magic or whatever you use has the ability to talk, close your eyes listen to the screenplay as it's being read, you know it's not an ideal situation, and write down your notes and your impressions. Um, Hello, He Lied tells you about what the producers go through to get things done and how that, 
how awkward it is and how what a challenge it is and how they you know they sort of have to dance on the head of a pin. So now that I've told you about write it, sell it, and 500 ways to read the to beat the Hollywood Reader, and some writers deserve to starve. Those are the different levels. Some writers deserve to starve is from the sort of from the sort of agent level. Well, Hello He Lied is really a good book from the producer level. Uh, write it, sell it is is the same thing except that it it shows you what the machine is, the the, the monster machine that you're approaching, and how you have to um. You know, you know, when you jump in rope, you got to wait for your, you got to wait for your shot to get in. It's the same thing. It shows you how to do that. 500 ways to beat the Hollywood reader. Oh man, I love this book. I use it in my classroom all the time. It's so, it's really terrific. So I've got, I've given you some good tips this month. I've been able to touch on a lot of, um, oh, and Michael just gave me a, a head cue that, uh, thank you, Michael. Hat tip to Michael. Final draft talks too, he said. So if you have movie magic, I think movie magic, Michael, is the most popular in final draft. Are those the two? I think they are. He'll give me a cue up in a minute. Um, if they do, he says yes, he thinks so. So um, per Michael, Final Draft and Ma Movie Magic both have that capability, and I urge you to learn how to use it. And you don't have to do it for every script. Pick your best one, which brings me to the story of the day from Pitchfest. A guy came up to don't do this. What I'm going to tell you about this story about this guy, very sweet, but don't do it. The guy comes up to me, he goes, you're an agent, right? And I go, yeah. He goes, I've got 25 scripts and they're all great. One's better than the other. And I said, yeah, pick your best one and send me coverage in a beat sheet. Hand to God, this is what he said. What's coverage? What are you talking about? What's a beat sheet? And I just looked at him and I said, okay, I'm not going to read your script. Find your best one. Look up coverage. Look up a beat sheet. Fast forward to two days ago when I'm on the phone with MGM. Nice people over there, by the way. They treat me very well. They, they're very nice to me. They like me very much. I'm pitching them on the phone, and this is what I hear. Barbara, you're WGA, right? Oh, great. This is, this is the script of your clients that we want to read. You can submit it to our coverage department tomorrow. Hello? Did you hear what I just said, kids? Tell me you did say yes. I have to submit your script for coverage anyway, so you may as well get used to coverage. It's not complicated. Coverage is huge. It's used all the time. That's how it became the cottage industry that it is. Because here's what will happen. Let's say for the sake of this discussion, they think my script sucks. My client's an idiot, can't write for crap. Da, 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 da. This is what they'll do. Oh, Barbara, your coverage was a pass. You got anything else? That's what they'll do. They're not going to tell me what was wrong. Now, occasionally, I will say, MGM's very nice to me. They'll say, you know, I, I didn't really care for the protagonist. The antagonist is kind of a pain in the ass. I didn't really buy into the whole, you know, um, Martians on uh, the moon, you know, building condos, hook, you know, whatever. Um, they, they may or may not tell me that. It just depends on the mood they're in, who I'm talking to. It, it, it's, a, it's very mercurial. I never know from one person to the next what kind of information I'm going to get. Here's what I know. If I read a script and I love it, I'm going to back it, period. I'm not fearless. I have courage that trumps fear. I go in with a lot of fear, but it goes away. I, and I kind of am fearless, but I'm kind of not. I know that sounds confusing. You, you get the gist of it. You guys know me. And for those of you who don't know me, yes, I am a schizophrenic. Um, if you look at the way movies are made, what I am telling you would make a ton of sense to you, which is why I tell you, get to know the industry that you're involved in. These people that I was teaching the class to, not one of them knew what a DP was. Not one. And that doesn't make them bad people, but it tells me a lot of what I'm, what I wouldn't go to Italy and expect to live there without at least trying to learn 
what Italian sounds like. Okay? That's me. You may go, you know, want to bump into as many Americans as you can or as, find as many English people as you can and say, okay, I'm going to wing it. You can do that too. It's okay. You know, you may have a few more owies than me. When you're in this business, a committee decides what's going to get greenlit. Usually a handful of people that say, okay, we've got this star with this package. The big agencies, not mine, the big agencies, the agents will package things. They put things together. They throw it up and they go, okay, can we get a green light on this? Yes, we can. What's the release date? Oh, it's this. My client can do a round robin, da, 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 da. And it's called trickle-down um, marketing. With the medium companies, pretty much the same thing, except a little less. There's a lot more flexibility because the money comes from a variety of different places. So the risk may be better for the some of the people involved versus some of the people who uh, are in the bigger agencies who just, they just get their cut and they're done and that's it and they get paid and no matter what. Agencies like mine, Dory's, that they're, that's what they're called. And boy, do we hustle for our clients. We really do. I'm very proud of my stable. I, I am humbled by it. They are just beyond talented. We do not package anything. I had four people hit me. Can you package? Can you package? Can you package? I don't. I don't have the legs or the reach for that. That's why I tell you, volunteer for Pitch Fest. Get to know these things. Go to these events. Call managers who represent talent. Show up at um, places where they hang out. Get to know the business from the inside out like I did. All of these things may help you, in the end, understand the machine of the business better. It's not going to help you writing at all, but at least you'll know what you're talking about. And if you don't know, you shoot me an email and I'll help you. You know that as best as I can. In the end, it always comes down to story. I am very proud to know all of you. Please keep the emails coming. We will keep the show going if you like. This is Babs for Babs Buzz. Make sure that you do check Babs Wants every couple of weeks because it changes. And I've got four really big needs out there right now, so check that out. This is Babs for Babs Buzz telling you it's really good to be here. It's good to be alive. I hope you feel better soon, Michael. I send you a big kiss. Please remember to write. Don't forget about all those wonderful rewrites. And please, please, please just live your life. Peace.